Hey guys, welcome back. Um, before I got into the next episode, I wanted to give a couple announcements. So first of all, um, if you join my email list, it's going to go from six emails per week to four. So I just wanted to make that clear to everyone that joins it. And uh, second of all, I don't think I actually gave any of you the link to my website. Uh, so that's going to be selfdevelop101.com. So definitely go check that out if you want to. I, I can't make you, but I'll see you on the other side of this intro. Hey guys, welcome back to the Self Develop 101 podcast. I'm Austin. So today I wanted to talk about a couple subjects that I've found increasingly more and more present in my life as of like a couple weeks ago, maybe. So one of the major things has been getting out of your own head and not really caring as much as what people think about you. I've noticed it's a huge aspect of kind of how we just live our, our everyday lives. So I wanted to talk about that as well as give a couple of general tips that I think could really help. I've definitely had a long history of social anxiety in the past, so if any of you also have that, just know that I've definitely been there. So I can, I can definitely share a lot of personal experiences and a lot of how I overcame it, really. So up until maybe three or so years ago, I used to take kind of every roundabout way of getting something that I actually wanted or getting the help that I wanted. I used to think that just not asking was the best solution and kind of figuring it out by myself. I mean, even when it just came to like simple, basic communication, I just felt so awkward and out of place. It was like, it was like I wasn't even like the same person as that it was like i was trying to create like a foreign communication and yeah maybe i'm exaggerating a bit but it it really does get like that so um backstory aside the first thing that i used to get out of that and kind of try to break out of my own head was it's called the subtle art of not giving a fuck by mark manson and it's a really clever way of saying don't waste your time and energy on something you shouldn't and i'm not gonna lie this book worked wonders i mean i've re well actually i I listened to it on audible which definitely get a subscription because that's one of the best ways that i found that i absorb knowledge just from reading books well actually i guess not reading so as a shameless plug i do have a 30-day free trial for Audible Plus and Premium Plus. The links are under the products page of my website, the same one from earlier in the intro. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Yeah, so I listened to this book probably three times at least, and uh, reread certain parts that I didn't understand. And I know the title can kind of sound a little bit misleading, but it's more about because we give so much attention to the most minor details that don't even matter. And I'm sure you can look back at instances that you're like, wow, why did I stress about that so much? It doesn't even matter at this point. So what the book kind of taught me, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but most of what it taught me was being able to focus on the things that I actually want to care about and really kind of honing in and making sure that I can control those certain things and care about those certain things. 
but in other senses, not really worrying about things that I can't control or things that I shouldn't be caring about. So definitely check out that book if you haven't. That link is on my website as well. So um, I would highly suggest doing that. And I wanted to get a little bit more into that discussion of not caring as much as about what other people think of you and not trying to control someone's reactions to what you say. Kind of more so focusing on things that you can control and things that you can do to maybe make situations better. And I definitely get how hard that can actually be to put into practice. I never really, never really started doing that or taking it seriously because I didn't really know it was a problem until, like I said, probably three years ago. And there was no like point of realization. I kind of just was like, wow, I've really kind of let other people dictate my life. And let me start regaining control over that because I should be the one in control of my own destiny and of my own life and of my own thoughts. At the end of the day, they should be mine. So after reading the book, like I had said before, I kind of started doing things that made me feel happy. That was another that was another major thing that I started doing was putting my happiness above other things, other superficial things I should clarify cuz like not really have the self-confidence to go to a party or something and I never really got invited most of the times in like high school or anything cuz I wouldn't put myself out there. But eventually I was like, "You know what?" let me just see if this is for me and put myself out there. Maybe it'll feel good. And sure enough, it did. And yeah, definitely people, there are people that are more extroverted and there are people that are more introverted. But I think extroverted can be a learned quality. Like for me, it definitely was. I was probably the most introverted, quiet kid that you could ever imagine and ever talk to. And maybe that sounds like you, but you can definitely learn extroversion or at least ambiversion, which is kind of a happy medium of the two, which I'd say I follow, I follow, I fall more into the category of ambiversion because I can be introverted at times, but I can also kind of be extroverted at other times when I really need it. But coming from a point of introversion, it allowed me to be able to do things on my own, which a lot of extroverts actually struggle with. So if you yourself are an extrovert and aren't really relating to any of the introverted things I was saying, but for a lot of extroverts that I know, it's very hard for them to be independent and they're always kind of codependent and relying on people so doing things that make you happy not only have to do with introversion and social anxiety blocking you from doing the things you want to do but it can also be extroversion and maybe i don't know you want to go to the pool one day or go to go to the beach or go to the park one day and you try to invite a couple of friends but all of them for one reason or another say, hey, sorry, I, I can't make it today. And instead of going and having a good time by yourself, you stay back and say, okay, well, I guess I'll do it another day. And maybe with someone who has a fear of being judged by other people or put too much stock in what other people think of them is probably the better term of using it. But um, maybe they'll be on the flip side of that and be invited by the extroverted person to go to the beach, but not want to because they're afraid of people judging their body and something that's, it, it definitely is crippling and I, I've definitely come from there, I absolutely understand. But you see how they're 
not all that different. They still block you from doing what you may, uh, maybe maybe the beach isn't the best example for some people, but um, it still blocks you from doing what you maybe want to be able to do. So that's why a huge point of what I do especially is just kind of being sporadic and not really turning down anything because I don't want to do it. And more so kind of just trying out certain things and just doing things at random just because they make me happy. Because being sporadic is, it's really a great personality trait to cultivate. It kind of makes you feel free that you can do what you want on occasion and maybe go back to a little bit of more normalcy afterwards, but kind of break the normalcy for just a bit from personal experience. And I would definitely prescribe this to anyone who does have um, social anxiety specifically, but I would definitely say that trying to talk to someone each day, even if it's just in passing, like say you're coming out of a building or something and someone holds the door for you just saying, thank you and moving on with your day. I mean, that's, that is progress. Just little stuff like that, that you kind of, it gets you a little feel for handling certain experiences with talking to other people. And I know that may sound crazy if you are extroverted, but yes, this is actually a real thing that I had to overcome and a lot of people do. And maybe on the more extroverted side, now that I'm a little bit more extroverted, I've kind of run into this as well, being a little bit too codependent and not wanting to do things on my own. There are some times where I don't do something when I actually kind of want to, but it's because no, like no one else will go with me, kind of. And here's something that I've definitely been trying to do recently, and I would say that you should definitely try this out yourself. But if, for whatever reason, someone can't make it to something or doesn't really feel all that up to going somewhere, but you really want to go, aside from if you if they have a car and you know you don't have the facilities to get there, other than that, I I get that. But um, yeah, I just say, just go for it. Like if you, assuming you have a car and you want to get to, I don't know, a pool or something that's, I'm, I'm just spitballing here, but say you want to get to also scrap the car thing that could be a pool in your apartment. I'm talking myself in circles, but um, maybe, maybe you want to get to a pool and nobody else can or wants to at the current moment, I would just say, you know what, go for it, have a day, make it your day, you'll have a really good time if you just commit to it, and it really doing things by yourself isn't as scary, or isn't as, people aren't going to really judge you, sure, maybe someone will give you a weird look for if you're doing something that's meant to be for a group activity, but you're doing it alone, but that's honestly all the more reason to stand out and say, hey, I have that kind of willpower to be able to do this on my own. Like I remember the first week I got to college going to the dining hall with no one because although I did have roommates, none of them were really in yet and I didn't really have, I guess, that good of a connection with them yet because I didn't really see them too often. So I'd go to the dining hall by myself on occasion and you'd always see people there with massive groups and you know, they're all talking and laughing with each other. And at that point, it was kind of really hard to adapt. But doing something like that alone is kind of empowering in a way because you're doing something like that on your own terms and just because you want to. 
Like I could have just ordered mobile order from a different place on campus, brought it back to my apartment and ate there. But I was just kind of like, you know what? Nope, I'm going to do this by myself. And that's a huge step in your self-confidence and in what you're able to kind of achieve by doing things solo sometimes. And this is definitely one of the main points of Self-Develop 101. It's a quote on the front page of my website. You have to scroll down a little bit, but it's about rule number one of life is do what makes you happy. And I think that is a perfect summary for what I'm talking about here today. So I'm going to pivot a little bit to kind of a, I mean, it's related, but it's kind of a different little different section of this podcast. I'm going to give you some actionable advice. I've given you some good general tips, but it can be hard to even take those first steps without kind of some push in the back. So I'm going to give you uh, two different methods that I think could really work. So these are both from TED Talks. And the first one I got is this speaker was Till H. Gross. I think that's how you say it. But he was really good. He had a great TED talk about how to become more confident. And his kind of main theme through it was go out and go into a busy public place and lay on the ground for 30 seconds. And maybe you're already getting secondhand embarrassment, but I think that it's it's one of the best ways that you can actually get a jump start to get over the fear of embarrassment and really build confidence and realize that situations that cause embarrassment, just like that, embarrassment, now I can talk, um, those kind of situations are really not all that scary or not as scary as you think. It's just the anxiety kind of building up in your mind and telling you that it's scary, but there's really no danger to it. So it's really a great way to kind of get over your fear of being judged by people. You can read everything you want about how to get over anxiety, but if you never actually do something to combat it, it'll always be there, really. I tried it once. It is probably the most freeing thing because you realize that nobody really cares as much as you think they do. Sure, you might get a few weird looks or confused looks, but really you realize that Well, one, that's not really that scary. And two, most people just walk right by you without even acknowledging you. It's like you're kind of just, uh, kind of just there and they have their own stuff to deal with and they don't even pay attention to you. Um, so I would 100% recommend it's one of those things where it may be scary, but it teaches you kind of, it's just a great life lesson. That's all I can really say right now. You got, you just have to go out and try it. So the next one, um, the next one is also a TED Talk, and it's by Jia Jiang, I think. I, I don't, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, that's my bad, but um, it's spelled J-I-A space J-I-A-N-G. And it's called What I Learned from 100 Days of Rejection. And it's basically, he goes into this whole talk about how he does this thing called rejection therapy and rejection therapy is basically intentionally trying to get rejected so and maybe that sounds backwards but um i'm telling you it's also one of the greatest things that you can do um for getting over the fear of rejection 
so what this rejection therapy is, is basically, as I said before, you go out and try to get rejected. But it's kind of like, I'll give you an example that he gave in his video. Um, so it's kind of things like, say you go up to a random stranger and you say, can I borrow, I don't know, $100? And obviously the person is going to say no, unless, I don't know, they're just feeling very generous that day. But 99 times out of 100, that person gonna say, is going to say no. And in his example, he did it for 100 days straight. So it, it's again, just like with getting over embarrassment, it's the same kind of thing. It's exposure therapy. Basically, the more that you get exposed to a certain kind of thing that it builds up anxiety, the more that you do it, the less that that's going to happen. It's like, I don't know if any of you ever did public speaking of any kind or gave a speech in, in school. The first time that you do it, it's the most nerve-wracking thing. Your heart's beating out of your chest. Your palms are sweating. Everything just feels weak. It's it's that same exact feeling, but once you do it enough times, you're gonna feel more comfortable, and you're not gonna you're not gonna feel the same way. It's not gonna feel like the first time every time. So basically, by doing this rejection therapy, it's gonna kind of make rejection less of an anxious experience, and you're gonna be able to ask people more things, or maybe ask out someone that you find attractive that maybe otherwise you wouldn't be able to do. But it is called exposure therapy because the more that you're exposed to something, um, and in this in this case rejection, and you're gonna get you're gonna be able to get over the fear of rejection over time. So definitely go check out that TED talk. That's a really important one. Those two TED talks are some of the biggest things that you can take away from this podcast. So yeah, definitely go check those out. But to give you some wisdom, and I guess something that you can use to to do those things that they were talking in the TED talk or talking about in the TED talk. There's this practice called cognitive dissonance. And if you look up a definition, it has a different connotation than what I'm about to talk about here. In this case, it's more about when you're about to do something out of your comfort zone and those negative thoughts and the, oh, you shouldn't do this because of X, Y, and Z. It's more of before those thoughts even happen, just saying, nope, I'm not going to listen to them and just doing it anyway. Doing whatever it is outside of your comfort zone for you even have time to think about those negative options or the negative consequences of whatever you might do. Keep it in reason. I'm not talking about like, I don't know, you, you're about to jump off a bridge and you say, well, you know, he told me not to think about the negative consequences and just do it. But um, for example, like if if you're about to lay down in a public place and you start thinking about, well, oh, everyone's going to judge me or everyone's going to think I'm weird or anything like that, before those thoughts even enter your mind, just do it. It's, it's the simplest way that you can do it. Or even in the morning, like when you're about to get out of bed, but you're like, oh, well, I feel tired and I don't want to stand up yet. Instead of staying there and not getting up, just get up before you can even think about that. So just implement it in your daily life. It doesn't have to be anything drastic at first, but just, yeah, try that out and then definitely try out the things in the TED Talk or in both of the TED Talks, I should say. But yeah, definitely try those out. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I just looked back at the audio file and I completely forgot to post it on a Saturday. Um, 
that's my bad. I think this is going up on a Monday, but I will definitely be posting the next one on the regularly scheduled, regularly scheduled Wednesday. I had a little tough time speaking there, I guess. Um, it'll go back to uh, Wednesday, Saturday. Hopefully that won't happen again, but I'll see you in the next one.